Welcome to the Storytime Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Monius. On this diaper-filled episode, I check in with first-time father, Fab, as we walk through the first days of having a new human hang around the house. We try to stay focused in the midst of sleep deprivation, the need for a whole bath, and rationalizing how he talks to his one-month-old like a 30-year-old. We also find out that they do make seersucker suits for infants, and you can't really fool a baby by dipping the suck-suck in breast milk. Hey, I don't miss those days. Enjoy. One, hey, welcome to the Storytime Podcast, and this is your host, Chapmonius. Thanks for joining us today. On our episode, we're going to talk about fatherhood, not your 40-year-old fathers with the 50-year-old kids. We're talking about the brand-new fathers and what they expect. <laughs> and today, my guest, I have Fab. Hey, Fab, how you doing, brother? I'm doing well. How about I'm doing well. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us, and uh, hopefully we can get some insights on how, uh, how, how the new fathers do it. All right, thanks for having me. Oh, thanks, brother. Uh, I have no. I, I enjoy. I enjoy sharing when I can. Hopefully, it helps someone else. There you go. All right. That being said, let's start off. So, when when did parent being a father become real to you? Like before the baby was born? Oh, uh, honestly, it wasn't until the baby came out the birth canal, or maybe even I, I was. That's when it really came real. It was. It was a little, it, it started really sinking in, you know, during the labor process and everything. Like, this is this is happening. There's no turning back. Um, this is real. But then once the baby was born, then it was like, all right, it's time. To, it's really time. So, like, stuff before, you know, the going to the doctor's appointments and the ultrasound and, you know, the baby showers and all the fun stuff, right. like, that still didn't make it real for me. You know, it, 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 it mean. Like it, yeah, it was coming, but like, you know, it's like it's like the first day of of your ninth grade in high school. Like, yeah, I'm gonna graduate one day, and all the stuff that happens between now and graduation, like classes, tests, proms, and things like that, it still isn't real until I walk across that stage. Right. So that's the exact same situation. So it was, so, it was yeah, nothing. Like, it was nothing. Everything else was the fun. Yeah. So it's nothing like seeing her walk or waddle away from you, or you know. Or any stupid cravings that you try to try to rationalize yourself, nothing like that that happened for you. I mean, those things still happen, but it um, it's still it's still really, really for me, it was still really dealing with the mother, not oh the baby. So the baby part wasn't real. Like the pregnancy was always real because you could watch the you know you watch the stomach grow, you watch you know the, like you said the waddling, the cravings. And those things happen like that. So, but that's between you and the and the parent, the other parent. Right. That's not um. That's not the baby. Like that's not the the crying and the diaper changing and the, the staying up all night. That stuff. That stuff doesn't doesn't happen. So like, there's no way to prepare for that unless like you have you've been around other babies. You know, if, like there's a there's a gap between me and my youngest brother about thirteen or fourteen years. And um, and even that still kind of de- I I was old enough, you know, like what it, being around babies was like. But like even that gap between him being a baby and me having my own baby was so far apart that it I was desensitized. Right. So it still it still didn't still didn't really register until you know it was actually like a crying baby here, and I'm like trying to figure out what's wrong with a person that can't tell me what's right, wrong. Right, right. Because that's that's funny you say that because I remember. 
you know, I have three, you know, you know, I have three kids and my, and my son was born. It wasn't right. really, it was sort of the same premise, you know, I'm just dealing with the, you know, my wife who says she's uncomfortable and, you know, hot and hungry, wants pickles and ketchup sandwiches and, and shit like that. But what really hit me mm. on the second one, when, when my middle daughter, Gord Casey was born, was I was getting off of doing something and coming home. And I know we had thought about going to the hospital because during that day we had talked. And she had just got the shower and she was sitting down and she's like, you know, hey, uh, my stomach is so big. You help me put uh, lotion on my feet and ankles. I was like, no, I ain't, I ain't your slave. So, you know, we laughed. <laughs> I was going to actually do it, but I wasn't right. going to do it right away. You know, I was going to give some reluctance. And then right. uh, I walked to the other side of the bed and she says, never mind, I'll do it. So she tries to kick her leg up and as she does, no joke, her freaking water breaks. Oh, right wow. in front of me. It's a sound that will never leave my brain ever. And that's why I said, you know what? Of <laughs> anything else, what did it, sound it, like? it, it sounded like a two-year-old threw a very big water balloon and it didn't get very far. You know, he was all <laughs> okay. of a stringer. Like you see the little kids that try to shoot basketballs in a 10-foot court. And it just, right. it just felt like it just, ah, smash. And then that's when, like, <laughs> and that's when I was like, the oh shit moment. Like it really hit me like, there's a baby coming and I got to get them to the hospital and luckily you know it wasn't the hospital wasn't too far away but yeah that was my uh that's when it becomes right. real so you always you know always you know it's just show to tell that some people are prepared you know for it in the beginning and some people are just not doing it you know subsequent children right yeah so you also brought right. this up too I agree. you also probably said what was your first thoughts after he was born oh uh, i mean the, the first thoughts after I, I never. I mean, you I mentioned. I don't have you a mentioned dad, the boost. So. You mentioned. You mentioned the birth canal. You mentioned that. Like I'm talking. Oh about yeah. I mean. Oh, watching. You know, actually well, watching. I'm not, the, trying, to, the, the, I'm not the, trying to be freaky about it, but you mentioned. You know, no, I don't no. know like the first thoughts. You know, when they. You know, they, the You know, all the nurses hustling, bustling, and stuff like that. What was your first thoughts from that point? Oh, I was fine with that. I like to see how the sausage is made. That doesn't gross me out. So, um, so I was fine with that. I, um, you know, seeing how much, how much involvement it is. I mean, and these people will do this at the target to them. You know, they do it multiple times a day, hundred times, hundreds of times a month. Right. So, so they, it's all, this is, it's just a day at work right. for them. So, so it seems, they seem to work like a well-oiled machine as far as getting things done when there's no complications. So like, I, I can't, we were very fortunate. There was no complications. Um, so I, I don't, I can't speak on the one, the, on the parents that had to have issues or things and procedures done. So I don't know about that. Right. But for me, it was, um, it was very simple. So like, just, it's like I said, watching the world, well-oiled machine, they, the nurses swapped out when they need to swap out. They were very, they had like this whole, it was almost like watching the sporting event, like how they were cheering during <laughs> the pushing of the contractions. Right. Like. I was. It was the only thing it was missing was some some chicks in small skirts and pom poms and high fives. That was the only <laughs> thing missing as far as like how they were like rooting for like you know push. You're doing a great job. Keep going. Keep going. Uh, so just watching that energy and everything, I was just like that's that's the part that kind of fascinated me. So it didn't. Um, like I said, just watching the sausage made. So getting to see how the gears turn and everything. That was that was that was what kept my attention the whole time. So. Even though I did watch my son come out, that but that's like I said, that doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. So um, it was 
it wasn't really until, um, you know, once he's out and, you know, still see the umbilical cord, the kid is blue because he's not really breathing oxygen yet and stuff like that. Like, that's the stuff that, like, then I really started honing in, like, okay, this is a real person. All right, so now, now that, you know, everything begins, now I have to, like, behave and stop indulging in shenanigans, <laughs> be less of a mystery, right, right. you know, that kind of stuff. That's that. So that's the kind of stuff that kind of like started going through my mind at first. And like, I don't have a blueprint for it because um, I don't. I never had a mm-hmm. dad, so I don't. I don't know. Like, oh, you know, I, oh, that guy was horrible. So let me not. Let me do the total opposite right, of what he right. did. Like, I don't even have that. Right. <laughs> like, so or, or he was awesome. So let me mimic that. So I don't like. So I don't. I'm just gauging it off of like how I see like how you raise your children or how the uh, out of the the male friends I have that have children, yeah, I, I pull all that and make this this parenthood gumbo and I start picking out the okra because I hate okra, <laughs> but throwing in more right, shrimp, as you, should. you know, things like that. Now, was it just like one day, like so, you've probably seen a movie or a TV show where they have the birth scene. Was it just like that for you? Um, yes and no. So, um, I feel like it was grosser on the, on on those little videos they show you when you're taking, like, sex ed or something oh, like yeah. that. Oh, I don't... It, right, like, it didn't get to that until, I mean, like, when they put afterbirth and stuff out, that's when it really got kind of gory. But, um... The stuff before, like, no, nah, I didn't... Like, it doesn't change the way I think about vagina or anything <laughs> like that. Like, it didn't... It didn't ruin it for me. Right. So, I, um... No, it was fine. It's just interesting to watch how the doctor the doctor worked too so like and actually talking to the doctor after the end is like asking why he did this and why it took so long and like you know because I mean like I said they're professional so his technique was to minimize and I don't know if this is where the conversation is really supposed to go in this podcast but it was his technique was to minimize um vaginal tearing so well, for an episiotomy um, so like just having those kind of conversations right right yeah. right so like having those Having those kind of, I was just having those kind of conversations with like, um, you know, my my girlfriend, her, her family. They were like, they were looking at me like, like they expected me to be the one passed out. I'm like, no, I like, I, I enjoy like learning like how this stuff happened. So, yeah, it was if I could have, you would have thought I was one and part of the medical team. I close, I was in here. So you're very into the the technical part of everything. Yeah. Yeah, I am. It is so it, it and it worked out for me because they are um, they weren't afraid to have someone that close because it was atypical for them too. So okay. I was um, so it kind of worked out for me. Now, when did all that technical shit fly out the window and you looked at them and you realized you were a dad? When did that happen? That's a, like I said. That happened the moment that um, that they pulled them out. You know, they're trying to get them to cry. He cries, and then, like, they lay him on top of her, and he pops his head up. And I'm like, that's not supposed to happen. <laughs> so, I'm a, like, I'm going to really be – I got to really watch this kid. He's, he's moments old, and he's already popping his head up, looking around. Like, that's not what – that's not what babies do. So, like, I got to – it's that. It's that part. And it's the, the part of, like, having – knowing that I can now have this – that this – person I have to provide for and I do 
what I what I do for a living is dealing with the people that aren't able to do that. So like, I'm it's on my mind a little little heavier than right. it might be for most people because I see where what can happen when when parenting goes bad and the state has to get involved or the, whatever local power has to get involved and tell you how to be and try to help you be a better parent. So like it's all that stuff's running through my mind. Like oh man, I don't want to be a like employees are like sensitive referrals. Like I don't want to be a sensitive referral, right? Exactly. <laughs> you know, like, and I and I don't, you know, there's that part, and then it's like the I gotta, you know, the parent stuff. Like I, you know, I want to be an example. I want to provide. I want, you know, I want to give the kid what he what I, what he should have, not too much, because I don't want them to be spoiled. I want them to work. You know, there's all those things like flashing through my mind like in a second, like and not really enough time to really think about them because they're all really complex concepts that take time to evolve and develop and to actually right come to exactly. Pass because, so that in those short chaotic moments, in those short chaotic moments, you knew you had you, you had those thoughts. Right. Yeah. It's, it's the I would say it'd probably be the equivalent of like the having your life pass before you when you're about to right. die is probably that. Like, but it's a childbirth. Like I see the kid. The doctor pulling them out. I see kindergarten. I saw, you know, his first girlfriend, his first heartbreak. I saw college. Uh, you know, I saw his first job. I saw him moving out. You know, I saw all of that, like, all in, like, a blink of an eye. And I was like, oh, boy, this is, like, it's, it's, it's time to get to work. Now, right? if it was only it's, so like, true that all that shit could happen in the blink of an eye, just trust me, that's another 18 years. I mean, you already know that's another 18 years of, of blinking. For all that to happen, bare minimal, right? Exactly, right. That's cool. now bare minimal. Now you get all days pass. You know you're all getting. You know you're coming back. You know you're all groggy. You know from shuttling back and forth to home. I'm, I'm expecting. I know you didn't stay there the whole time. I'm suspecting. I Are did. You, I stayed not for the whole oh, time. Oh wow! So you so you were couch. funky for three or four days. Or yeah. so, well, I mean, I don't know how much fun can be developed by just sitting in one place, but yeah. Well, yeah, you know, you, you, Essentially. you don't have to go give yourself a whole bath in the bathroom. You could do something like that. I'm no stranger to whole baths. And now that I got a baby, there's wet, there's wet ones around. <laughs> so my whole bath just stepped up a notch. You are the man, sir. Already, already got the life hacks already. Mm-hmm. Now, when you were, exactly. when it was all said and done, and she, they were wheeling her out, and and the little one was in her lap in the wheelchair, and you got to the car. What was trippy about the first the, the drive home? I mean that I, that that there's a child. <laughs> that's the that's the trippy part about this whole thing for me. Period is that I am actually a father. Now, do you feel like your so, you feel like your 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 awareness was heightened? You know, you were you were very keen on certain things like this stoplight here, this person walking across the street. You know, is this uh, seatbelt tightened? That type of thing. Yeah, I mean, I made sure he got into his um his seat properly and he was latched in. But um I'm not a I'm not a um I don't necessarily believe in excuse the pun and, and babying things. Mm-hmm. So um like I was I wasn't extra I wasn't extra careful, but I was but I was not reckless either in like the drive home and things like that. So like no um I wouldn't say that for me. I, it may, like, that's probably not where I'm going to be the cautious mm-hmm. person that I probably should be. It's not in that, like, those kind of situations. It'll probably be in, like, how I talk to them and discipline them and things like that. Because you just, you never really know. Um, but, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm black. So our solution for everything is 
spank the kid for <laughs> you know. But some kids work fine with spanking, and some do right. not. So like that's the thing. Like so, I'm more. I think I feel like I'll be more cautious in those kind of things, finding out like what kind of discipline works and doesn't work. What kind of motivation works and does not work. You know, those. That's. I think that's where my caution will be at. It won't be at the where the. Oh, you know, I, he wants to learn how to ride a bike, but I'm going to put two sets of training wheels on it, one on the rear, one on the front. He's going to have on what I would probably wear to ride a motorcycle, like full leathers and elbow pads, helmet right. on and all that stuff. And then we're going to put some bubble wrap on the on the outer part of the grass that touches the street and uh, and line up on the fences, that the houses that have fences. Like, I'm not going to probably be that kind of parent, no. Like, I'll probably be the one that says, hey, you don't even need to try this with training wheels. You need to try to figure out how to not fall. And the only way to figure out how to not fall is by getting the pain of falling. So get out there. See, that'll probably be, like, within the legal limit. Of course, you have to have the kid out there. Right, right, of course. But, like, okay. beyond that, you know, that'll probably be, like, my caution isn't necessarily, like, oh, this is the first day. Let me let me drive five miles an hour all the way in the right lane and, Stuff like that. I'm pretty. I'm pretty much a cautious driver anyway. And where I was leading with the question is that you know how you in that drive home. I know, especially for me, it just seemed like you know when you when you you go to the little exit area, it's all dark and covered. You pull the car around, you get them all Uh latched in, and you go out on. I think it was like George Burns, Joe's, you know George George Burns Drive, and it just seemed like the sun was just out. Uh The sun was just hotter. Everything was just brighter, and I'm thinking (laughs) all the sun's gonna be on my little one. You know what I'm saying? Or right. somebody's going to, and at the same time, if, if, if Cedar Side across the way is the emergency room. So there was like ambulances, ambulances riding back and forth, you know, coming in. Luckily, they were just turning off the, the, the sights, you know, the sirens. But still, I'm like, I wonder, is this little, little one just sitting back there, eyes closed? And, and I get what you're saying is that you're not, you know, you're not into the babying part. You're not going to be overly protected. You're not going to put an asbestos suit on them, you know, at a young age and take them out in the sun. But at the same time, you're not going to be out at the beach, you know, laying them in the sand either. So there's right. some pragmatism practic- right. to it. Now, when you right. got home, how did you feel then? I mean, that first night you got home. So the first night that I got home was probably one of the longest nights. Wow. <laughs> and then, uh, so it was, at first I was happy to be home because I had been in the hospital for three days. Staking so up the joint. That was probably Staking up the joint. Right, allegedly, thing of the joint. So, um, I actually, you know, honestly, I kind of don't remember the first night. I mean, I feel like he was still sleeping on a regular, like a regular intervals. You know, you feed him, change his diaper, he goes right back to sleep. So, I feel like the first night might have been the easiest night of all the nights so far. I mean, I'm only like a month and a half into it. So... I don't really have much to gauge it on, but that I feel like the first night was the easiest, but it was also the one that kind of like cemented the idea that like, okay, this is, this is, this is still happening. Like this is not something that like a glitch in the matrix and you just didn't wake up or now you about to wake up. Like, no, this is really the, right. it's real now. He's home, you know, everything's good. You had to go with these doctor's appointments to make sure he's fine and check up and da, 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 and, and like it starts. You know, now I need to start finding a, you know, full pediatrician. Now I need to add them to my insurance. You know, now we need to do this, you know, whatever we needed to do. Like, that's that's when the clock really, really started on, like, the stuff we needed to do. And 
and um and the deadlines that we need to do it by. Right, because you know, I, and I think for me it was just that we we even though I know she was pregnant, you know, with the whole outside appearance and stuff like that, but just coming home knowing you left because you leave you leave the house as two people and you come back right. as three. Right. That just and then you get home and you know you sit them down and you know of course you know she's tired for whatever she had to do you know that was easy she was drugged up you know I'm quite sure it was a breeze and you know but then you look and there's another one and there's like you sit back and you there is no pride in it it's more or less of you know what this is like no like you said no more fire drills no more earthquake drills no right. more st- it's actually for real this is a hundred percent go right and I think. Especially the first time. See, as you get, have you, you know, if you have more than one child, the first one is the one that you're always so overly protective. And then as you have children, uh-huh. it just gets decreasingly, you know, the, the second child was sort of, you know, the, my second daughter, or my first daughter rather, it was, you know, a lot less, you know, I didn't care about the son or the, or the Cyrus. My third one, the youngest one, I didn't care about anything. I left the windows down, playing trap music in the car. I'm just joking. I'm just, you know, I, I didn't care, but but it still trips you out because now it's just one more person with your surname now. Right. Right. Yeah. No. I mean, it. Um. You know, like when when she got pregnant, we had had like two trips planned, um, like just for vacation things like that, and so like that got canceled because you know she couldn't travel when we had when we had plans. So, like, you know, you're right. Like, you know, it does, it does change. And that's the main thing I've been seeing so far is like, it just changes everything. Like the things I thought I was going to go buy for myself, I like, I couldn't go do, or I didn't go do that. Like, all right, now I got to go buy, you know, get clothes ready for a bait or, or a crib or, you know, bottles, whatever. So like, so it's like things like that. It kind of made me adjust my life like instantly. And then, like, now I see that it's going to even continue because, um, you know, I mean, that's just the way it is. Like you said, there's a, there's, a, there's an addition now to what you what the stat quo was when it was just you and your, your other person. Right. So, um, yeah, you're right. It doesn't – police will knock on wood, God willing. You know, he, he, go, he graduates high school 17 or earlier if he's smart enough. And <laughs> he goes to college, and then I get – then I can go back to doing stupid stuff like I was doing before he was born. We'll see. Oh, I don't know. Well, you know, now you have somebody who's going to pass judgment on you and really care about their judgment. So, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. I ain't worried about that kid's judgment. <laughs> <laughs> he can, he, he got, he'll have, he'll have 17, 18 years, maybe 19 at the max years to, to gauge me on. And then when he says, you know, 2021 and I go back to shenanigans, mm-hmm. He could say, "Oh man, you know you ain't the guy I thought you were." Like exactly, yeah. well, I was that guy for you, friend. <laughs> now it's over. <laughs> now you could be who you want to be when you have. Or your barring kids. you don't have any kids between now and the time you turn twenty-one, because all you right. do is start the clock all right. over again. Yeah, I don't know if um, I don't know. We haven't gotten there yet. I don't. I don't. I think, and so the stuff that don't. And no one ever tells you about babies, and because everybody's like, "Oh, babies are great, babies are pretty, or babies are handsome, they're adorable, mm-hmm. babies are great." They are, but they are not also. <laughs> so like, they you know they they don't talk. So 
this, the the cry is for everything. Right. The cry is for I'm tired. The cry is for I'm hungry. The, the cry is for I'm lonely. The cry is for I want attention. The cry is for I got a dirty diaper. And yeah, if you're a very observant person, you can tell that there's subtle differences between the types of cries. And if you really are that astute and you want to really study your child. You can tell those things, but it's still crying. No matter right. what, it's still crying. You know, and you can't just tell the kid, like when it's a toddler, you can't just tell them, hey, stop that crying and tell me what you want. Oh, I want a juice box. All right, you can't have a juice box. Now they're crying about it not having a juice box, but you can have a conversation with them. You can't do that with a baby, right. with a newborn or an infant. You can't do that with them because they don't understand right. any of Right, I hear stuff. what you're saying. I hear so, what you're saying about the talking stuff. It's just my only worries is that, you know, do I really want a child to have the verbal cues to go, hey, dad, dad? And you're like, yeah, what? And he goes, I got shit in my pants. I would rather him cry yeah. than to vote to him to say, you know what, dad? I'm a little gassy. I'm going to fart, but then I'm going to need some, some juice after that. Is that cool? I would rather him just, you know what I'm saying? I'd rather him just <laughs> cry and let me guess that shit. No, I don't want to do it. I don't want to. I, I read it. I want to. I want to hear exactly what's wrong with you, so we can work on that issue. I don't want to play the guessing game. It's like, like this. My my son is in this period now where like he'll go through that entire cycle two times before going to sleep. So he'll eat. We'll feed him. He'll sit up for a minute. He'll poop his diaper. Then he'll get tired, and then. He'll poop his diaper again, and then he'll want to eat, and then he goes to sleep. And that's all that time is crying <laughs> until we can figure out. So as soon as we figure out one, and he's cool for like 10 minutes, he goes to the other thing that makes you him You know, cry. I'm crying. I'm crying so right then, now, to be honest, man, because I miss those days. <laughs> I, I, I oh, wish I man, had those well, days. <laughs> I can, uh, we, let's trade children for about three or four No, months. I'm talking, I want to be like, your, I want to be like your son. I want to, you know, take a shit and cry, and, you know, somebody <laughs> wave it up and have some food. And, dude, I want to go through that whole process. No, right, I'm, I'm just right. joking. I'm just joking. It's just, you know, like, like you said, now how long has he been home? He's been home since he was three days old. He came home on the third, on the third day. day. So you say a little, so, a little less than a month? So he's a no, no, Lord. Lord so with all the, yeah. you know, all the trials and tribulations, for lack of a better phrase, you've been through, what have you found that maybe you found has been easier than what you said, like you said, your family and friends have told you would be hard? I don't, that's what I'm saying. I don't think anyone's ever told me it would be hard. Like, I'm or just, or, or, or any, any, any misconceived the... notions you had, like say, they say, when we're talking about like watching TV or seeing a show, like what do you think... Yeah, so, like, you know, everybody always tells you right before the baby is born, oh, you get your sleep now, you know, and that is an understatement. <laughs> that is, well, hold that, on, repeat that, that, they don't, repeat they just, that again? That, you know, like, people always tell you, like, you know, when while she's pregnant, especially coming up to the, like, the time of when the child is born, to get your sleep Right, now. okay. Get as much sleep as you can now. But everybody says it like it's this huge joke that only parents know about. They don't say it like... They don't pull you aside like, you know, like your coach does right before you, you need to go out and do this game saving play like, hey, Chapmonius, you really need to get your sleep right. now because if you don't get your sleep, we're going to lose this game. Like, they don't, they don't do that to you. <laughs> they like, hey, get this, you need to get your sleep now. It'll be uh, – otherwise, you're going to be tired. But, like, they don't say it with a smile on their face and, like, this is not a serious thing. That is – the hugest understatement besides the fact that, like, uh, you know, you need to, like, 
be careful what you do and say around your children, stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's like that is probably one of the that should be like the golden rule of in the handbook of you're about to be a parent. <laughs> right. You need to sleep as much as you can before because you're not gonna sleep that much at all for like three months. Right. And so like you know, that's my fault because I think I not my fault, but I never told I never say anything to you about that because what parents, especially people that already had, you know, children before, they always give you the anxiety part of it. You know, you gotta watch out for this, right? You're gonna be going through diaper I mean, to me that's all given. You know, you know child don't sleep normal, but you know, when you when you leave the hospital in a in structured, institutionalized environment where, you know, basically you can push a button if somebody needs anything, it's there, versus going home and there is no 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 structure other than you two, and then you realize shit will jump off at one forty four in the morning and at two fifteen and at three o'clock and you gotta be at work in two hours. Right. Yeah, and that's why I said, and that's why yeah, I said, all, I, yeah, that's why I'm saying I, I should have, I should have said, yeah, man, sleep is gonna be at a premium, but I think I kind of mentioned to you like afterwards, I was like, yeah, brother, wait for that sleep because you're gonna get none. So, <laughs> so you found that as being that was right. that's true. That's the sage. That's the true. True thing that hasn't changed in millennia is that sleep is deprived. And that's about right now. What do you? What did you feel that was harder than? it was cracked up to be like all your preconceived notions. What was harder when you got home or even till this day? To this day, still just figuring out, um, what he, what he wants to Mm -hmm. calm him down. So, um, that's the, that's the only thing that's, that's really complicated right now. That's the, that is probably, it's probably good that babies aren't complicated because of, all the other stuff right. they have to they got going on, so like you can't reason with them like the older kids. So like older kids can be complicated, but at least you can have a conversation with them. So yeah, no, babies are challenging on their own without being able to tell you what's going on with them. So I feel like that's the that's the really the complicated part for me is just being able just trying to figure out like which mood he's in and what. Are it, you what starting really to understand is. his moods now? Yeah, yeah, I'm starting to be able to tell the difference between uh, what type of crying he's doing and what they and what those what those are connected to. Yeah, it's, I feel like I'm getting a hang of it. Now, have you have you learned any any hacks, any fab hacks about parenting so far? No, I haven't. Honestly, I, I wish there was a shortcut. I'm I'm looking for them all the time, but no, I don't. I really, I, it's it's still so. I feel like it's still so new to me. Then he's starting to develop a personality okay. now too. So like, just when as soon as I think I um I have a handle on what he's what he's inferring with the crying. Or I guess he'd be implying. Mm. I would be inferring. But so what he's implying with the um, with the crying, then um, yeah, he changes it. So yeah, just when the crying is only because of I'm hungry. Now it's because I'm hungry or I'm tired or, you know, with this week. And it's, you know, and two weeks ago it was, I'm, I was, it's solely because I'm hungry, not because I'm tired. So like this, those little things, or like, I don't want to be picked up now. I really want to be put down. So like he's, he kind of evolves little nuances about himself or what I thought are nuances mm-hmm. about himself. 
so, um, a couple of times so far that, like, just as soon as I feel like I do have a handle, and I'm like, okay, I got this. He's not going to cry that long because I'm going to handle it. And he's like, nope. Gotta Try to keep you on your toes. Again. I remember, like, with uh, I don't know if it was with, with my son or my daughters that we had like an old ass refrigerator. I mean, it, wasn't, it was old, it old enough where it made a humbling noise when the you know when the what do you call it the the freezer kicks in, <laughs> and it used to have a it used to be connected to right, an right. ice maker that was never connected to anything. So I guess the ice release would always go off like every so often, and so I would lean up, I would hold okay. hold my my uh, I think it was I think it was my daughter. I think I'm mistaken. I would hold her and put my back up against the refrigerator. And the rumbling would help her go to sleep or calm her down. But would wake her up though, okay. what startled her would be that ice thing going off. You know, like the ice dropping into the oh. container. But it was never an ice thing. I thought the, I thought the the whole uh, refrigerator was possessed through the whole process. But yeah, it would mess her up. And then and I would and I would do that, or I would like sleep with the window or go with the window. The outside ambient noise would would help him out, but. You know those little hacks you find out. You don't. There's nothing that you would read and go, okay. If A happens, if A happens, go to you know go to Plan A. No, it's always you on the fly. You 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 figure those right. things out. Right. Because exactly. now that you now that you, now that you got him, you know, pooping and crying and and eating and crying, just to just wait till the crying at a at a Target or a Walmart or a, or a store. Just wait till that happens. Yeah, right. And you know, it's funny because my girl kind of, she's kind of got cabin fever right now. So she's she's kind of like looking to get out, so she wanted to go just go have dinner. I'm like, I don't know if this is the right time to take him out right. to dinner. You know, like because he's been like really fussy these last couple of days, and like, what if we're in the middle of the meal and we can't finish it because you know right. he's inconsolable or something like you- that? So I'm a little more pensive on doing stuff like that where like we, t- we went to dinner and he was perfectly fine he didn't actually didn't start uh fussing until we got about a half a mile oh, okay so, yeah you, you gotta do both you gotta just figure, do it to right? see if what happens you know it's, it's eventually you're gonna they're gonna spaz out and eventually they're gonna sleep to the whole thing now where how much spazzing and how much you know right. compliance is gonna happen i don't know each child is different but you forget about all that crap, you know. But you gotta, you right. gotta be there when, you know, you're halfway through your meal and you think everything's normal and you smell something, and then you go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And there's no adequate, you know. See, I remember having my kids before the whole koala bear baby thing inside the bath bathroom stuff. You know, we had to get our own right. little table and put on the, and, and swab down the nasty sink, you know, and change them there. And hopefully, no, or you know, <laughs> right. you, you sit on the toilet. And then, you know, you put them in your lap and you're changing them. You're on a nasty toilet, changing a nasty diaper. You follow what I'm saying? So it's just, you know, now they right. got the little natural things. You just open up and it's all nice and clean and stuff like that. But then that, that's the stuff you have to, you're, it's going to happen. But it, that, that builds the character of being a parent. You know, just wait till you start yeah. traveling. You know, yeah. we, I never, we right. never, unfortunately, we didn't have the ability, we didn't travel you know, via plane with a child. We also took long, you know, trips to San Diego or, you know, just places that are distance. And mm-hmm. it was, you know, those times where you're on a 101 freeway heading north and you've got to do 100 miles an hour because this baby would not stop crying. And you already stopped one part, you know, you already stopped somewhere and you took them out and you're walking around the car and they still crying. So then you just, you know what? Screw it. We got to get to this place. We're going to get to this place. And then as soon as you get there, you know, they're all nice and sleepy. And then when you're finally tired, they awake. 
right. You know, those are those are just exactly. the things that's going. And I, I, I never want to be that dude or that guy that that you know that, that lectures like you say, the coach that brings you to the side and says, yeah, you need to get some sleep. I'm like, that's you don't need any more. That's more anxiety. You know, you already have anxiety. Like you said, when you saw him being born, you more worried about this dude's heart can be broken with you know his first crush. You know, there's other things that <laughs> right. you won't have answers to. You know, you, you won't have answers to him crying because he's hungry or poopy or gassy or hot or whatever. And you won't have answers to those questions when he gets older, too. So, so I would rather you, True. you know, I'm saying True. for anybody, you know, anybody's listening that's a parent or, or a, a, a new parent is to all this crap you've seen about, you know, it's sleep is overrated and it's not because you, when you don't have sleep, you really understand it. Because when you're in school, you know, you can stay up all night and, and party and then you know what time you have to wake up to do this exam or study. There is no, there is no, mm-hmm. there is, having a baby is not that way. Because when you're supposed to have that, that, right. that test or that exam or study, that baby's still pooping, crapping, and crying all over the place. So, right. With exactly. all that, so there's really no preparation. It, it for shouldn't it. be, you know. It has to. I mean, nobody. Our, our forefathers and foremothers didn't have that. You know, they just said, "Walk out to the tree, hug the tree, drop the baby, and keep it moving." You know, that's the craziest thing. You know, the first. Even funny you mentioned that. Like that's what the first couple of nights that he just could not go to sleep mm-hmm. at a decent hour. I was thinking that same thing. It's like, how do we survive? saber-toothed tiger and lions and stuff with these crying babies like they didn't have no they didn't have pacifiers they didn't have um whatever car because i haven't gotten to that stage yet whatever cartoons tom gets down um, they didn't have any of those things they didn't have ipads right. to give or a phone a hand of, hand of kids like here you go you know shut up <laughs> well, <you laughs> so know. we don't get eaten so like it's, it's amazing like how um you know we could, we were able to like survive predators because we weren't always the highest on the food chain, you know, with this, with this person that like has no idea that like their noise. Right. Exactly. Like that movie, uh, what's that movie with the, uh, <laughs> what's it called? Sign the quiet one or something like that. The quiet place. Like the quiet that, place. Yeah. yeah. You <laughs> right. Exactly. You, how you going to let the little boy walk in the back? With you know, oh, you know, and I watched that movie. I I was so frustrated with those parents. Like that's this right, is what I'm right. talking about. Well, you know, <laughs> like that that little boy, all he wanted was right. a rocket ship. He didn't know. He didn't know. He, he didn't. He just wasn't. He wasn't thinking like, oh man, this rocket ship is gonna get my entire family that's true. killed. You know, with the saber tooth tiger. So, I guess hopefully they had deeper caves. You know, you can put the mother and the baby way in the back of the cave. You know what I'm saying? So you're not bringing anything in there. But right. That's right though. You know how? I, I'm, but that being said. That, that like exactly. a prehistoric panic room, you know, a prehistoric nursery per se. You know what I'm saying? Rocks and stuff. Right. Kids look at it, the fire flickering. But it's you know, and and I think that right. kind of exactly. kind of helped me with the point is that you know we've been doing this for so long, it's we're gonna get past that. We, you know we're gonna get past it. Right. Saber two tigers and woolly mammoths and wipe out you know the Homo sapiens because of crying kids. I'm quite sure right. them crying at two o'clock in the morning, and uh you know. In a in a four bedroom family style house is gonna be okay. True. Now, as you know, we, we talked about the beginning. Right. We talked about you know we even brought up the birth canal. Yeah. 
You know, we even brought up, you know, just the thoughts that you had coming home. With all that you've seen in your, you know, short, you know, going to call in two months of being a father, what's one thing or things that you've seen or heard others do that you 100% will never do? You know, I don't know. I, I, you know, I had these ideas of, like, um, you know, not picking the baby up just because he's crying or no pacifier because I don't want my kid to be stuck on a pacifier right. pun intended. So, like, um, so, like, some of that, a lot of that stuff got kind of got thrown out of the window and I, like, like the first couple of days in, like, you know, I just had to figure out, because the crying part is not, they're not crying because they're happy. So, you know, so I had to kind of throw some of those preconceived notions out. Luckily for me, my son so far only wants a pacifier when he wants a pacifier. Like, he doesn't want it to soothe himself. He doesn't want it in lieu of food. I thought I'd trick him one night at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. right after I fed him. Uh, I dipped the pacifier in some of the breast milk that was left over in the bottle. Put it in, he spit it right out. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, man. Right, so like there was no fooling him. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't trick him. So, you know, that made me that that show that like I got to, I have to keep readjusting. I can't have like these preconceived ideas. Right. And now I got kind of like a roadmap, but it's it's probably more of a Thomas guy. We're like. The thing on the next page doesn't really connect, <laughs> but like <laughs> you go back, you kind of make it happen. So it's probably something like that. Well, you know, and it's just it's it's it's, it's I wasn't trying to make it so dramatic, but it's like trial through fire. You know, you actually baptize in the in it. You're gonna be, it's 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 you know I think what is it? Uh, I'm gonna try to get philosophical. But is it a uh, what is it? Ruler said that genuine knowledge is the result of direct experience. You can read how many books about before they're expecting, if they're expecting, when they're expecting. But until all that happens, until you dip the pacifier in the in the baby and you know in the breast milk, you'll never know. Right, right. Cause I thought it would. I thought it was. It would work. I thought one hundred percent that he'd be like, "Oh, okay, I'm just a baby." <laughs> like you're all, you're all smart than me, adult. Nope. Two two seconds. That's mm-hmm. a, that's all it. That's as long as it lasted. He spit it right out. It was like, nope, that's not the real thing. Well, maybe maybe it's just like his pops. He's persnickety about what he eats. I mean, and I'm by no means saying that you know the the mother's giving away any anything bad. I'm just saying you know you can't be. It's like putting a you know ketchup. It's like those those birthday cakes you see, and there's a balloon on the inside. Yeah, they still right. look like a bird, but we know you're trying to fool us, man. Right. But yeah, you know you're right. And so now he's home for close to two months. Yep. And let's look into the future. Let's talk about what do you see? You know, you're going to teach them the ABCs, the one, two, threes, right and wrong. This, this is hot. This is cold, stuff like that. What do you see in your style? You know, the way you do things, the way you dress, the way you talk that you want to translate to him at a very early age before he goes to school? Um, you know, that's interesting because um, some of the first things I actually bought for well, were shoes and so like I love tennis shoes so Word. that was one, that was some of the first things I bought for them were tennis shoes so um, you know and I so and I kind of I kind of um, I'm kind of torn on this 
this idea of, of how to like style children. Um, I personally don't care for like children's outfits with animals on it, and I know that people think that they're cute and they're adorable and things <laughs> like that. I personally don't care for it. But um, now, what you had? You had a bad experience with animals back in the day, or something? Not at all. I just don't. I just. I don't know. I just don't. Um, like I'm not a. I'm not that. Just don't care for it. Like I. Um, like I don't. I, to my son, I don't like. I don't. You do, 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 do. I don't do that. I just. How I'm speaking to you is how I speak to him. He don't understand a word that I'm saying, but he'll. When he starts to be able to process words, he won't have to to get rid of the rubbish words <laughs> and try to figure out what they mean. He'll he'll have at least from me. And and when I'm in the room and people try to do it, I stop them. So as long as I'm in the room around, he'll have proper English or as proper as my Ebonics allows me to speak to him. <laughs> uh, he'll have those words. So uh, so it's not really that. Like I don't. I just. I just. It's just. I know. I know. You got to let children be children. But I don't know. It's just for me as fashion. I don't really care for it. And I, I mean, some of it is cool. Like the. He. The, uh, I think. His grandmother, one of his grandmothers, bought him like a hoodie with, um, and it has ears on it, so it's kind of like a dinosaur. And I, like that's kind of cool because it's creative. But like I don't necessarily want animal stuff on it for animal sake type thing. Like the hoodie with the with the animal ears, that was kind of cool, so and creative. So I kind of like that. So I, you know, I don't. Um, I'll allow him to have when he's able to say I don't like that and tell me why. <laughs> I will within reason because I'm the one buying the stuff. I'll let him pick his clothes. Like, I didn't, he's not, I, I knew when I found out I was having a son, and even before this, when I, if I ever thought about having children and I was going to have a son, I didn't want a junior. Because I wanted my right. my son to have his own identity. And I think, like, there was just an article about LeBron saying that he wished he had not gave his son his name. And it's kind of, and it was really right. kind of the same premise. You know, I don't, um, for my, my, for my gifts and my curse, I don't want the sins of the father to fall on the son strictly just be, just like off the bat. Like, oh, because you're Fomonte's son and you're Fomonte Jr., you must be like Fomonte. Like, no, at least give him a second to like say, oh, Lennox, oh, Fomonte's your dad. Maybe, you know, they, they you know, they can make right. those connections that way. But like, I don't want, I didn't, I always wanted him to have his own identity. So the thing is, um, so with him, like we, we, I I bought him, I, and I buy his clothes. I buy stuff that I think I would have oh, worn with hmm. my fashion sense now as a as a child then. So, but, so I kind of it's not it's not like we, we won't be twins. So it's not like well I take that back. So for Easter we'll probably both have on like a seer sucker a seer <laughs> sucker um, blazer. Because I, because he has one that matches right. mine. But other than that, like you probably, you know, if you look at him, you won't, you wouldn't say, oh, you know, you know, he has on um, some Air Force Ones, Air Maxes, or Jordans, just like his dad. His pants sag like his dad. You know, that's not gonna happen. So like he might have on, he might have on the same shoes I might have on, but like his pants won't be sagging or his shirt won't be. Um, untucked or something like that. The way I wear it, I wouldn't dress him that same way. It might be the same kind of, the same type of article, but it won't be worn. Okay, so you're not going to do the, the whole Sears portrait, family portrait, kind of, y'all wearing the exact same plaid, that type of thing? If I did, it would be strictly out of irony. 
Like if so, you know, it'll be it'll be a mockery of the, of that style, which was, and I had those as a kid, so like it it, it had its time. But I'm not um no like like, like I'm not gonna wear the um, you know white shirt black pants. He's not gonna wear black shirt white pants, and and she's not gonna wear a black and white striped dress. Like, no, <laughs> that's, that's not that's not gonna that's not gonna happen. You know. I, at least not if I can, if I have anything to say about it. Like, I, I like, you know, we all have our own fashion sense, and I would like that to be in the pictures. And I like this, this um, Norman Rockwell, this Negro Norman Rockwell type uh, set up in these pictures. So, no, like, the serious portraits would be strictly be out of irony type thing. It wouldn't be, um. It would, that wouldn't be the one like, oh, look at these family portraits we took. Like, it would be like, you when you look at it, you'd be like, Oh, that's right. That's I yeah. Okay, I, I get what you said. Yeah. <laughs> that's why that picture looked like that. Now, have you had any? <laughs> that's why. Now, have you had that's why any, it like that. any any? I wouldn't say conflicts, but any the button heads with his mother concerning his style now, or what you see in, in the future. Well, I mean, at first she was just kind of mad about the volume of um that I was buying at because uh, I mean, so I don't. I enjoy shopping, so the so buying his stuff was I could get probably four pieces for the for the or maybe more depending on like if there go was to a or, or something like that. You know, if I had some coupons or like that, or an outlet exactly, I could probably get four to ten pieces for what I pay for one of my pieces. So I get to scratch the itch of purchasing, but I can now I have <laughs> volume, so. That's, so that's a so that's that's just that's a no brainer. Like you know, you know you see those memes where they're like, oh you know I bought this four thousand dollar bag on discount and I paid twenty five hundred dollars for it and they're like, oh but you still just paid twenty five hundred dollars for a bag. Like so what? <laughs> like I wanted that bag at four thousand, but now I, I got this I got it at twenty five and I got fifteen hundred dollars more to go to go buy exactly. accessories to go with this bag. So like that's how that's that's how I see it with the kids shopping. It's like I wanted to spend, you know, this fifty dollars and that would have got me, you know, a shirt or some or a couple of pairs of pants. But now I got a month's worth of clothes for this for the baby. So that's kinda like where our conflict was. And she's like, Well, you know, you're buying this child that's not even born clothes but I'm like, but I'm buying them in advance. So like I'm I'm buying like three month old, six month old, one year, two years. I think I got a a a, a sweater for the kid that's like for a three year old or something like that because it was on it was first of all it was is marked seriously down from right. an expensive retailer. So I was like for that deal alone, like I I was gonna spend the money. So that was kind of more of our conflict is like I she doesn't like she doesn't really dis she doesn't have a problem necessarily with how I dress myself. So besides like maybe the sagging <laughs> pants and stuff like right. that. But I mean whatever, I don't care. So other than that, like she don't have a, she doesn't have a problem with it. So like I don't think that's why she would have a problem. Like I essentially buy like you know, normal looking clothes for lack of a better term. Like I don't I'm not I don't buy like the super trendy stuff like skinny jeans and I don't know whatever the kids are wearing. You better not be buying no skinny jeans for that little, for that little man. You better not be buying no skinny jeans for that little man. 
Right. So yeah, exactly. So I don't, you know, he got man, it, he had on like a sweatsuit the other day. Like, so it's like that's you know stuff like that. I buy like stuff that I would probably wear, but like I'm not a kid, so you know I'm not. I can't wear it. But so no, I don't. Um, but I, like I said, the only thing I would really had I, I had to. I, I'm really kind of torn with it. Like when he comes to me and says, "Oh, I want that shirt with a giraffe on it," I'm like. <laughs> Really, kid? <laughs> like, and I got to keep reminding myself that, like, oh, he's two. So, like, shirts with giraffes on it is kind of cool for a two-year-old. Right. You know, it's, so. it's nothing like going to a, you know, a baby gap. Because when my, when my son was when they were closing baby gap, especially on the South Bay, and everything was on sale. And I'm like, you know what? These shoes, you know, for a, you know, an eight-month-old or a ten-month-old is kind of expensive. But if you can get four of them, why not? You know, why not? Why not get something right. for twelve months and stuff like that? Right, exactly. And that that was my whole rationale. You know, I went to a you know Nike outlet and they would have like Jordans for like thirty bucks. So I'm like, all right, <laughs> let me get a couple of pairs of Jordans for the kid that's not even born yet. So and that's kind of where it all like started. Because it's so cheap compared to like what we will buy for ourselves, that you know it's almost right. a no-brainer. Because he's gonna need it, so why wait till he needs it to do it when you can when you can just grab it? Like you said, you just happen to walk right. into the store, and like, especially hey, with the more. the new cycle that's been going on for a while of retro stuff. You know, stuff that you know was in the '90s and 2000s, and people starting to call it fashion now. If you're in in in, in basically going ahead of the grain now. And getting this stuff that would be retro when he gets old enough to wear it, you might be ahead of the game. Right, exactly. Or you know, like you said, with the retros, they they re, they were only released on right. a certain on a whim. So like, I could get him black threes now, or but who's to say that when he's actually walking that they'll have black right. threes released at that time? So. Why not get them now? So, you know, it's a little bit of that. So, I, I mean, I take my own speculation, to, for lack of a better term, of, like, um, how trends will go as far as stuff like that, like limited releases and things like that. And then if it's, if I think – I don't think it will be available when he's of the size that I'm buying it in, I'll go on and get it now and just let it sit. So, I mean, this clothes are so small anyway. It doesn't, right. take up so, it doesn't take up much space to even do that. So, you know, yeah, like I said, that's the, that part doesn't bother me. It's, it's the, when he comes back and says, hey, you know, I want, I want this, those, I want whatever, those, I want those pink skinny whatever jeans, Whatever the Barney equivalent is. Like, I want this. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, if he ever says. And, and, we're, not, and we're not saying, both are not saying that skinny, like, pink skinny jeans are bad. We're just saying they shouldn't be placed upon our children. I don't have a problem with the color pink at all, pink. even on the board. I wear pink myself. So it's not even the pink right. part. It's the skinny jeans. Well, I could have added <laughs> that pink leather skinny jeans, okay but I don't me. want to put it out there. Right. Right I want to put it somewhat related. Oh, man. That, is, that sounds like a well, recipe exactly, for exactly. Some of all other type at, of uh, baking breads down there. Man, yeah. Oh, leather skinny jeans? Oh, no. It's been warm. In Southern California, these it almost sounds like you're talking from experience, though, brother. 
I don't know about that one. No, not at all, not at all. You know, I'm, I was just oh, referring okay. to experiences yeah, from a friend. Total anonymity. I got to live like Carrie. If you want to rock leather, you know, skinny jeans, you rock them. It's all good. And my only advice. Right. Exactly. I'm sorry to interrupt you, my bad. It's my, like my, my only advice is that because no, I okay. wish I would have done this, advice? especially with my son, because we never had to worry about that with the daughters. My wife handled the daughters. I handled my son. But it's that being ahead of the curve and getting them stuff. Mm. Because I show them old pictures of me when I was like when, when me and my wife were dating. And I had certain shoes on. And it was like, man, you should have just kept those. For me, when I got older, I mean, I'm 22, 21, 23. I didn't know I was going to pass these size 13, Jordan 11, olives, you know, into the future. You know, when they stopped wearing them, I gave them to somebody or I threw right. away. But my thing is, right. you know, even with, I wouldn't suggest your shoe styles because Lord knows everybody knows you love Cortez way too much. We're not talking about that. We're talking about <laughs> does a little jab right there. Right. Well, you know, whatever. Only the Navy blue one. We won't get into that either. But. The thing is, is that when you get stuff and like you're already doing it already, like getting them stuff for in the future, find those trends now. Like I wish I like, you know, even like I wish I had, you know, I had comic books. You know, I was a, a Marvel guy. I used to get them, but right. never from but uh, never right. kept them. Now I wish I would have kept them. You know, I wish I would have kept some baseball car. I wish I would have kept certain things that would have, you know, I wish that I would have t- taken more pictures of me younger so that way I can kind of detail, hey, this is, you know, this is what I was at your age and this is what I was, this is what you are at your age, that type of thing. So my, my only, my only uh, suggestion or, right. or thought would be you're already doing that already. Just continue to do that and be ahead of the curve, you know, whether it be anything that bonds you to, you know, whether it be sports, whether it be anything, get them entrenched in that in the beginning. So that way you can, you'll find something to bond with in the future. Yeah, man. Thank you so much, Fab, for gotcha. uh, spending time with us and, and gotcha. sharing your 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 whole experience on being a father. And uh, I hope everyone enjoys it. And I hope you can join us again on on another subject. Hey, thanks, man. Thank you so oh, much. Definitely. And uh, this is uh, Chet Mona signing out.